That messed me up. All right. Thanks, John. Wow. Wow. Um, man, I, I pride myself on being led by the Holy Spirit. Excuse me, ma'am. What's your name again? Kaylee. Kaylee. Wow. Kaylee just messed up the sermon. And, and, <laughs> but I'm going to speak to you and I'm going to speak to us all. It's a different crowd today. And, you know, I just pride myself of being led by the Spirit, but the same word. I was really wrecked this morning. I was. I, I had a spirit of heaviness on me, and it's, it's a little lighter, but I, I'm going to go at it a different way. Uh, but I want to be set up by my songbird here today, who helped me so much with the sermon this morning. And um, this is what we call finding center. So this is your opportunity to just close your eyes and be with God and, and prepare yourself to feast on the word. The word that he says, give me this day our daily bread. He, he wants us to feast on it daily. So why don't you just find center, Reverend? This is an old hymn. Many of you may know it. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Yes, yes. He God, your eyes roam to and fro across the earth. God, looking, searching for those who are doing things pleasing in your sight. Here we are, God, Hope Elam, God. Here we are. Find us, God. Don't pass us by. But I like the last part of that verse, God. You can't pass us by, God, because you got to stop by Hope Elam so you can show yourself strong. So you can show that... You're the author, so you can show that you're from everlasting to everlasting, that you can show that you're almighty, incredible, amazing, supernatural, wonderful, marvelous. Stop by here, God. Don't pass us by. Hit your target today. As we continue to labor in love, God, knowing that we are your namesake, God. 
We are called Christians, God, and we're supposed to act different than the world, God. We are your namesake. And by being your namesake, God, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess, God, who you are and what you do, God, because we are your namesake, God. And because we are your namesake, we can surround Kaylee, God, and let her know that even though she walks through the valley of the shadow of any trepidation and fear or darkness, Kaylee, you've been baptized, and right now you can be covered by his rod and his staff, Kaylee. And Kaylee, no matter wherever you go now, Kaylee, you have your sponsor, you have God, you have all you need in the name. Hit your target, God. Hit it, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As you can see, my spirit is a little different. Okay, you, you, you know, this is now Hope Elam, this is, I don't know about you, and, and, and Pastor said it. You know, don't get jaded by the Catholic Church. Don't get jaded by how she got baptized. Don't get jaded by this. Don't get jaded by that. Can I tell you what God looks at? The only thing he's going to... So if you get caught up on a word or, or, or something that's symbolic, then you're really not here for it. Oh, okay, that's just for free. But this was great. And, and, and man, I'm just, and that baby, I, I feel, ooh, that baby jumping. I seen it. I seen it. That baby, I seen it. That's why I'm scared. Y'all think that baby, that's why I'm wrecked. I was over there with this. I'm wrecked. That baby is, wow, sort of like Elizabeth. The Spirit of God is in here, and that baby leaping. That baby saying, Mommy, where are we at? Mommy. Here, word, the word, Jesus. Laboring in love. It's a labor. It's a labor. Very familiar text. This is how God loved the world. People who didn't believe in him, people who didn't trust him, people who didn't have faith in him. But he still gave his own and only son so that Everyone. Every, not black, not white, not brown, not blue. Everyone who believes in him. We're going to deal with that in him today. I'm going to go in on that. I'm feeling that more at 11. I want to be in him. But then watch this. Will not perish, but have. Will not, but have. Must be over here. Will not but have. You know what you're going to have? Labor and love. Let's, 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 let's dive right into it. Um, you know, earlier today, uh, it was heavy. I was missing my mom, missing my dad. My kids can't come home. And, you know, I was really down. But uh, as you wait in between services, I, you know, I sort of hit on that hard. But I'm going to tell you, the 930 crowd, they really got on that. You know, another black man got killed suspiciously, and we're investigating, and we're doing those things. And I want us to know that because we are Christ's namesake, you have a certain responsibility as a Christian. Uh, your stance should be one as a Christian. And when you take your stance as a Christian, then the spirit of heaviness, the spirit of heaviness come on you because you know you're supposed to act one way as a Christian. 
but your friends and your co-workers and who you hang out with, your mom, your dad, your brother, and your sister, they may be speaking another way. But because you like their family and, and you haven't been in God's family long enough, sometimes you have that spirit of heaviness on just what should I do? Like Kaylee who comes and she has a sponsor and y'all got to understand, she came here with a spirit of heaven. She came here to join the church. What, what did you come for today? She, not only did she join the church, her baby joined the church too. We got two for the price of one. My God is So Kaylee has a different spirit of heaviness. John Lewis, in his book, Truth on Trial, he talked about another spirit. He talked about the beloved community. That's why when a young black man gets killed, come on. Come on, I know all lives matter. They do. But it seemed like only young black men getting killed. Oh, y'all missed that. All lives, we are all created in the eyesight of God. I believe that. Black and white, we're the same. We're equal. Come on, y'all better get with this thing. We are equal in the eyesight of God. So if white, young white men was getting killed, I would say white lives matter. Are you with me? Because when you are a Christian, we are supposed to love our neighbor. And when we don't see that happening, it should be a spirit of heaviness on you, a weight of why we're not all treated equal, a weight. Why, Kaylee, your baby, uh, girl or boy, that when they get pulled over by the police, they just throw their license. When I get pulled over by the police, I have to put my hands with my Big Ten, Ivy League education, been a minister 32 years, loving God. But when I get pulled over, I got to put my hands. You would never have to do that. If a policeman pull you over, you can say, I don't even have a driver's license. And he'll say, bring it next time. Hope Elam, if we're going to minister to this community the way we need, we got we to gotta break some eggs. Me and Pastor John, we're coming by leaps and bounds. That's my brother for real. He, we in it. I'm in it. We in it. And when that spiritness of heaviness comes up on us, it's good to share that. And we'll get into that later on. You have to, you have to share that. So as I was reading my phone and everybody was talking about George Floyd and Bianca Taylor, I mean, everybody, have you forgotten that already? Have you forgotten, I guess because of the pandemic, have you, for, have you forgotten that spirit of heaviness that was over this country? But now I got a solution. I don't want to talk all day about the problem and don't give you the solution. Here we go. Let's get into it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Come on. Here, you got to believe in him. All right, spirit of heaviness, Kaylee, baby, all you out there, okay, Pastor Erson talked about this, Pastor Erson talked about that. Now, regardless of what I said, now this is what I want you to do. Believe in him. This is the teaching part of the sermon. Here we go. Nahum 1-7. Um, Lord is good. He's a, 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 a stronghold uh, in the midst of trouble, and he holds close 
to those who trust in him. He holds close to those who trust in him. Ephesians 1, 7, he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son, and he forgave our sins. Oh, enough of y'all ain't clapping. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. They nailed his hands. They pierced his side. But that's not how the story ends. Three days later, I said three days later. Must be this side. I said three days later. He rose again. That's love. In him, whom we have redemption through his shed blood, it's a cost. And because of that cost, we are connected. Acts 17, 28, in him, we live, we move, and we have our being. We are connected to God. He is the vine. We are the branch. We are connected to God. Every hair on our head is numbered. We are connected to God. We're connected because of the cost. Because of the cost, he holds us close. Because he holds us close, then I don't care how much heaviness you have on your life, you need to. Oh, y'all ain't with me yet. Okay, let's do a recap for y'all. Come on, recap, 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 recap. Are you with me? Spirit of heaviness. We talked about Kaylee. We talked about social ills. I didn't see at 9.30 I dealt with Hope Elam issues, but call them. They'll probably be telling you. But y'all a different crowd. I believe y'all are already, y'all ready to go to work. Believe in him. We are, we're his namesake. We are the seed of Abraham. I feel like preaching. We are the root of David. We are the head and not, oh boy. I believe in him. And when you have a spirit of heaviness and when you believe in him, he will send you a companion to help. That companion to help will come in the form of friendship. Friendship. What time is it? Let us roll. Watch this. Uh, Philemon. Philemon uh, comes from the Latin word phile, which comes from the Greek word phileo. Translated in English is Philadelphia. Come on with me. Philadelphia is the city of brotherly. Okay, y'all with me. The sermon laboring in love, brotherly love. So Paul was writing to Philemon, his brother, in love because uh, Onesimus had ran away from Philemon and Philemon was looking for him and was going to do him some harm. So Paul had to write Philemon to say, hey, Philemon, I want you to accept Onesimus back, not as a slave, but as a brother beloved. Ah, God, I want you to accept Michael back, not as a backslider, backbiter, but as a brother beloved. God, I want you to accept your children back with all their frailties and all their flaws and all their misgivings and all of their idiosyncrasies. God, I want you, come on, God, accept me. I drank too much. I smoked too much. I lied too much. God, accept me as I am. And when I can't, send me a sponsor. Huh? Jesus. Woo, fresh. When you hurt, you, you hurt Paul. 
You are her Paul. You stood there in the eyesight of God and you asked your God in the midst of all these witnesses to accept cave. Oh, y'all gonna get this when y'all get home. I am so excited. Your love has given me much joy in the midst of confusion and chaos and circumstances. It's, it's much joy. And in the midst of all my trials and tribulations, you give me comfort, my brother. For your kindness has often refreshed, renewed, restored the hearts of God's people. That's what we want hope Elam to be. When people come, we want to, there to be refreshed in their heart. When people come, we want them to be restored in their heart, rejuvenated in their heart, revived in their heart. We want Hope Elam to be a place. where a friend will love you at all times more than a brother. And that's why Paul was writing Philemon. Verse 17, he says, Philemon, accept me as a partner. I'm your partner, Philemon. You know me. And when I met Onesimus, <laughs> his life got changed. He got picked up and turned around, and his life got placed on solid ground. And, and you gave him another chance because you are a first chance, a second chance, a third chance, a fourth. Oh, I'm talking to somebody in here, a fifth chance or a sixth chance. Come on, some of you need seven or eight. I don't know where you at this morning, but God will give you another chance. All you have to do is come. He doesn't care what you've done, come. He doesn't care what you've said, come. He doesn't care what you need, come. Let me refresh you and renew you and restore you, come. And then in verse 18 he says, if he has wronged you in any way, or owe you anything, I charge it. I charge it to me. But, 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 Come on, John, whatever Butch owes you, I don't care how much it is, charge it. Oh, man. I, Kaylee, I'm about to get happy. I, Kaylee, you feel it because see your baby jumping because my preaching. I'm about to get happy because... Because God reached down in the muck and the mire, Psalms 40, and he reached down and he grabbed me and he pulled me up out of the muck and the mire and he cleaned me up. He washed me off. He said, nothing can separate you from my love. And he set me, Kaylee, on a rock. And then he said, I'm going to put a new song in your heart. I'm going to give you a new walk. I'm going to give you a new talk. I'm going to give you a new outlook. I'm going to give you a new mentality. Charge it to me. Charge it to me. You know what that's saying? That you, oh, next one. Labor, labor, love, labor, love, labor, love, fellowship, fellowship, fellowship. I can't, I can't just, I can't get over that. I'm just caught up now. It always gets to a point in the sermon, John, where I don't care if you think I can preach or teach because I'm with my Jesus and I know what he's done for me. I know how many mistakes I've made. I know how many bad decisions I've made. I know how many wrong turns. 
fellowship after breakfast, after friendship, comes fellowship. And after breakfast, Jesus said, Simon, son of Jonah, here it is. We might not get through the word today. We might not. Because, John, I'm feeling this, man, the more, man, I, I felt the love, John, for really the first time, and I've I seen it in your eyes. And John, I don't care, Facebook. And I had to ask myself, do I love God more than these? Because, John, if I love God, then I'm mandated to love you. Y'all miss it. No, no, no. You ain't got no choice. You are mandated by the word of God. My boy got his Bible right there. Fact check me, bruh. 1 John 4, 20 and 21, it says, how can you love God whom you never seen and you can't love me, man? And I'm right here in front of you. You can't say I am my brother's keeper and I'm right here in front of you. But I know in your heart, I see it. you love God and you are mandated by the word of God. If you love God, then you are mandated to love Oh no, y'all got to do better than that. I give you permission right now. Show me that you love God more than these. Give God your very, very, your very, very, your very, very best praise. Praise him in the sanctuary. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him for his desolate greatness. Praise him in the vermin of his power. Tell God, do you love me more than these? Jesus. It was at that moment. I told you that's the sermon. That's it. Do I love him more than this TV? I love it. I loved it the last time I preached, and I love it even more now. Because I'm getting used to it. I love it. Do I love it more than that? Do I love him? Look at the tapestry. Look at the majestic. Look at the sanctuary. It's so pristine full of the anointing of God. But do we love this sanctuary more than Jesus? Labor of love. Greek word for labor, kapos means laboring while beat up on. They beating you up, you working hard, you weak, you weary, you worn out, and you tired. That's laboring. Now watch this. The word love here changes connotations. Instead of being brotherly love, now I'm talking about unconditional love. I'm talking about, I heard it, I'm talking about agape love. Yeah, I'm talking about no matter what you do. I'm talking about no matter what you say. 
I'm talking about in spite of. I'm talking about a nevertheless love. I'm talking about troubled on every side love. I'm talking about an unconditional love. And if you put that together, a labor of love, you have loving while being beat upon, weak, weary, worn out, and tired, yet giving selflessly and unconditionally no matter what the circumstances are, I'm going to love you anyway. Whether you speak, don't speak, wave, don't wave, yell, don't yell, stand, sit, stump your feet, clap your hands. I don't care what you do. I'm going to love you. Uh, well, y'all are different crowds. What time is it? I got to go. I got two more minutes for real. For real, for real, for real. We got caught up, Kaylee, for real. The people in the sanctuary, they done felt the sermon already. The people online, let's pray for the pandemic right now to be over so we can pack this place out and chase Jesus like no tomorrow, that we can pant after him like the deer panther by the water brook. We need to pray that this pandemic is over so we can start doing the work of Jesus. Feed the hungry, clothe the naked, comfort those who mourn, visit the prison. The third time he asked John the son of Peter, do you love me? This is when he was hurt. He knew he was talking unconditionally. And Peter was just giving him halfway. And it was that at that moment, it was at that moment Peter knew it was about a labor of love. Hope Elam, you just don't come here just to come to church and check the box. No, you come here because you are on assignment from God. You here to do a labor of love. You here to go to work. You're not here to stand up and clap for me and Pastor John when we preach. Nah, we got Cheryl and Tiffany for that. We need you to go to work. We need you to lock arm in arms with us, regardless of our spirit of heaviness. And here we are. Our friendship our relationship, our fellowship is wrapped up in our faith. I might have to say this for another time because I didn't get to it at 9.30. I didn't because we got work to do. We preached about hope the first Sunday of Advent. Then Pastor John wrecked everybody in here last week. this in our pocket. It's always there. This love is always there. This peace is always there. This whole Kaylee, Kaylee, it's, oh, look at it. Oh, that baby, y'all missing it. Her and that baby, that baby having church. That baby said, I can't wait to come out. I want to meet that pastor. So I'll hold this because I do want us to sing at the end. Plus, I'm smitten. I'm wrecked, John. You wrecked me a day, man. And I want hope and eat them and know, okay, y'all do what y'all want now. For real. This is an assignment, church. And you either want the assignment. Do you want to be made whole? Yes. Seem like you know the Bible. Or no. You either hot 
or you're cold. If you are, that boy know, yeah, you need to come to me as ministry, reverend. Yes, sir. We need you. That boy know that word. That's what I'm talking about. See, John, that's what we've seen. I've never seen him before. They're going to come from all over if we believe in him. They're going to come all over if they have a spirit of heaviness. They want to come all over because they know the cost. They want to be connected. Uh, they want to get clean on the inside. They want friendship. They want fellowship. They want relationship. They want increased faith because increased faith means eternal life. Eternal life means everlasting love. Everlasting love. Wait till this week for our Christmas. You will hear about the effervescent. All eyes on Jesus. I'm Tom Terrific now. I'm Tom Brady. We're in the huddle. Omaha, Omaha. All eyes on Jesus on one. Ready? Break. When I count to three, everybody say all eyes on Jesus. Omaha, Omaha. Her one, her two, her three. Now you're ready to labor in love.